And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. You've seen those Keep Calm posters and memes, right? Did you know that Keep Calm and Carry On is a catchphrase that originally appeared on a World War II-era British public safety poster. After one of the original posters was rediscovered and placed in a British bookshop in 2000, the message was shared online, and that sparked what we see and we read all over the place today. So now you know the rest of the story. I've entitled this podcast, Keep Calm and Quit Your Job. Now, how do you feel when you hear that? I'll bet some of you are feeling a bit less than calm. Now, today's guest was with us back in January of 2021 during our Jumpstart Your Life series, and she spoke about jumpstarting your mindset. Now, if you haven't heard that one, check it out, because I think you'll learn a lot. But let's get started today with today's intriguing topic as we welcome back my dear friend, Allison, to the podcast. Allison, it's great to have you back. Thank you, Tony. It's great to be back on here. Well, give us an update on what's going on with your life, because we sit here. We last spoke on the podcast in January, and as we record this, we're getting into September. So that's like nine months. So a lot of things can happen in nine months. <laughs> they can. They can indeed. One of which has been that I did quit my job. So that a little bit of a scary time and I'm definitely definitely doing my best to keep calm and carry on right now because it's a massive change like such a huge change I have also been part of a book collaboration so that gets released um, well pre-orders are the 28th of September and that is released on the I want to say 6th of October but my mind's just gone blank it's early October anyway for the ebooks that are released Early October. We'll, we'll use that as the, the deadline, but it's <laughs> September, the end of September. It'll be, that's fantastic. I want to hear all about this uh, book that uh, you're working on. Yeah. So myself and 14 other ladies have all collaborated to come together to tell a story of stepping into our power. And my story starts back in 2014 when I just come out of an abusive relationship and I was really quite broken. I didn't know where to turn. And it's then without realizing it that I actually started to develop a positive mindset. And I started to look at focusing on what I could control in my life rather than what I couldn't. And I made massive changes. And now, incredibly, seven years later, you know, I can't believe that I'm actually saying that I will be a published author very soon. I mean, that's that's been a, a dream. You know what? I can't tell you how many different books I've started to write. And they've all been quite, I don't know, daft stories, really. So the fact that I've actually been part of something real 
is a bit insane and the next goal is obviously then to write a book in my own right that's really exciting so your your part has to do with your story and you said it's a collaboration with 14 other ladies yes yes so the book is called seen and it's all about being seen and stepping into your power that is fantastic and i hope to get my copy as soon as possible so i can dig into that one now is that a lot more about it so don't you worry (laughs) is it going to be a hardcover book an ebook or both um, it will be released first off as an ebook, and then I believe in November it will be available as a hardcover book. Well, that's really exciting because there's something about it for me. There's always been something about books. I mean, I read ebooks on occasion. I've written an ebook. I have a short ebook on my my website on this on TonyWCoaching.com. That is, it's a free download, but that's a short ebook but a large, even a large ebook, but I just like the fact that you can hold a book in your hand and there's just something personal about that. It's a different experience, I think, than when you have it up on your computer or on your phone or on your device. Totally agree. Totally agree. I love having proper books. I have a little bit of an obsession with um, buying personal development books. Yes. I have an awful lot of them and people mention a new book to me and I'm like oh okay let's go get that even though I've got about 20 that I still haven't read yet but they will all come in useful at some point I will read them all at some point <laughs> do you find yourself reading more than one book at the same time because that's one of my uh, famous things to do I can have at least five books going at the same time yeah, I can do. But I tell you what, when I'm really in the mood for it, I really speed read and I can finish an average book in like a day or two. So I can I can really get through them. And you know what? I finally finished a book this week for the first time in months because when we spoke back in January, I wasn't very happy in my job. And actually, as it transpires, I was getting bullied by my line manager, but I wasn't really realising it at the time. I was just brushing it off an awful lot and kind of going, oh, you know, I don't want to cause a fuss. And then it got so bad that I actually ended up going off sick and they weren't dealing with it well. So I made the decision that actually I was going to go full time in my business because I don't deserve to be treated like that. I deserve to have my freedom and my coaching really fulfills me. It's a job that I, well, it's not a job. It's not a job. It's a vocation and I have so much fun. Yeah. It's something that I really, really enjoy doing. So I decided to take that leap back at the end of July. Well, this is kind of what I want to dig into a little bit deeper because I want to dig into what went on emotionally and you know, intellectually, as you thought about this as the date that you selected for leaving the job was coming and all those things and maybe those inner conflicts that you were feeling. And the reason I'm asking this is because, uh, as you know, and some of the listeners know that I pretty much did a very similar thing. I had worked uh, in the field of investigations for over 20 years. And in February of 2021, I left that career and went full-time in my uh, teaching and coaching business and uh, haven't looked back. So that's something that, that I kind of understand, but there's a lot of people out there that, you know, I call it box culture. And what I mean by that is we get up 
in the morning. We're sleeping on this giant box, hopefully a comfortable one called a bed. And we listen to this little box on the side of our bed called an alarm clock go off. And we sometimes hit the snooze alarm a few times because we really don't want to get up, especially on Monday. But then we finally do get up and we get out and we get into another box. Most of us, we get into a car and we drive in that box to work to go into another box that we don't enjoy being at. I mean, we may like our job, but I think most people have a dissatisfaction with what they're doing in life. So we go to this other box and a lot of us have boxes called cubicles that we sit in and we sit there all day long for eight hours. We get back in our other box. We drive home again. We deal with the crazy traffic and it's even worse if some of us are taking boxes like buses and trains to work. But then we get home and we sit home and we turn on the box, what I call the idiot box, which is the telly. And we, we put you know, something on mindless things, and we really are not being fulfilled. And I wanted something different. And the people that I work with are a lot of them are in the same situation. And the people who listen now are in that same situation. They they dread Monday morning. They they're working for the weekend. You know, there was an old 1980s song by the group Loverboy called Everybody's Working for the Weekend. And that is so true. But see, I want to live like every day is Friday. And I think when you can keep calm and quit your job, as we did, every day is a Friday. And it's really could be a Saturday or a Sunday, too. I actually forget what day of the week it is at the moment. I genuinely do. (laughs) I'm like, oh, gosh, what day is it? Like, I literally run to my schedule of what I've got planned in. And yeah, days of the week don't mean a lot to me anymore, but not from a bad perspective is because I really love and enjoy what I'm doing at the moment and oh in terms of what's gone on emotionally all of the feelings from excitement and elation to oh my god what have I done um you know it's a massive change and it is stepping outside of that box um that everyone expects you to fit in and when you fitted in that box for such a long time people don't like it when you want to reach out of it and do something different and it makes them feel uncomfortable too because it makes them question a little bit what they're doing with their lives and they almost envy you and wish they had your bravery because it is scary I'm not gonna lie I never intended for things to happen this way I intended to be making a substantial income from my coaching business before I ever handed in my notice I didn't even intend to fully leave I intended to go on to the temporary staffing bank so that I could still you know keep in touch with everyone because I made some good friends where I was working and I kind of feel like I've been a little bit cut off and it's a scary place to be in but when Ever I would think about not doing this I would think about going back to that job you know that alarm clock going off in the morning waking up going oh god another day getting there feeling miserable being undermined all the time and just not being happy counting down till five o'clock and waiting till I could go home and pour a glass of wine and because I was just miserable And my life didn't feel like it really consisted of anything fulfilling whatsoever. And now I I'm making a difference to people's lives. And that's what it's all about. 
you know when people are coming to me and telling me how much I've helped them how much their lives have changed because of working with me that's what it's all about and with my ladies and my membership we have such a laugh on our zooms and I'm getting the information across to them but it doesn't feel like work at all I get to choose what I do, when I do it, how I do it, with who. And you just can't ask more than that, really. Like, that's that's quite idyllic to me. That is excellent. I, I love that feeling, too. You know, you get up in the morning and you decide, you control your destiny. You control what your schedule is going to be like. Although I do find, and I don't know if you've experienced this as well, but sometimes I let the day kind of take off and kind of gets away on me. And all of a sudden I look at the clock and, oh, wow, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. I feel like I haven't done as much as I'd like to get done. And it's funny also because, I mean, I teach other people how to work through productivity and how to achieve things and how to be productive in the day. And sometimes I don't practice what I preach and I miss a lot of things. But for the most part, I think it's just a very exciting way when you wake up in the morning and you know, you're going to do things on your terms. You can do what you love to do, which is working with people, coaching people, and really helping other people to have a better life, to have a life that they can love and enjoy. And one of the big things I find is a lot of us have things on our bucket list that we've put off and things that we really want to do that we've put off. It's time to make time to do those things. And when I work with people, I'll tell them the same thing. I go, you know what? You need to schedule it because you'll never get it done. You'll get caught up in the hustle and bustle. And even with owning your own business and working with for yourself, you get caught up in that whole hustle and bustle. And sometimes I tell people, I go, you know, the worst thing about working for myself is my boss. He's a real slave driver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, at the beginning of August, I really fell into that mindset where I was almost obsessing about my business constantly. And I wasn't actually being that productive because I was thinking about it to the point of exhaustion. I wasn't ever switching off. I was dreaming about it. And yeah, I just, I wasn't being productive at all. And then I kind of started to make that mindset shift that this is my own business and I created it for freedom. Like my top three values are freedom, fun and fulfillment. And my business gives me all of those. But if I'm not actually allowing myself to have that freedom, it's a bit of a fake reality that I've created, really. I really wanted to step back from that and kind of step into that that CEO mindset that they talk about where this is my business and I have got to be accountable but actually I don't have to think about it 24 7 and I really have made that step away and next week I'm so excited because my parents live 200 miles away from me which in the UK that's quite a distance to us <laughs> Whereas I know in the US, you probably wouldn't think twice about traveling that like in a day and there and back. But um, I am able to go up and visit my parents and see my dad for his birthday next week. And his birthday is on a Tuesday. So ordinarily, I would have to take at least three days off work, which I probably wouldn't have the annual leave for. So... I would then miss out the amount of times I've had pictures of because my dad's family live where my parents live now. And the amount of times I would see those pictures of 
um, all the family getting together and enjoying themselves. And I'm always missing out. This time I get to be there and I get to go and see them. And, you know, Christmas and New Year, my partner can't get time off work, but I'm going to go up and see my family halfway through December when it's my nephew's birthday. He's going to be 12 this year. Is he really going to be 12 this year? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's going to be 12 this year. How's that happened? Um, (laughs) But I swore when he was born, I would always make it up to visit for his birthday. And I haven't been able to do that for a good few years now because of work constraints. And it's really difficult to not be able to be present with your own family. And this year, for the first time, I don't have to make those compromises. Like, I've still got the weekly coaching call with my membership next week and I will still do that, but I can just take my laptop with me and I'm able to do my work from wherever. That's the freedom that I craved for such a long time. And that's a fabulous freedom too, because yeah, you can carry that laptop and you can communicate with people. That's the one thing that this whole pandemic and this COVID thing has really brought us is the fact that, There's this thing out there called Zoom, and I know there are other platforms you can use besides Zoom. I mean, there was, uh, what was the one that was really popular a while ago uh, before Zoom came out? I know people always used it. I can't even think of the the name of it. It'll probably come to me at three in the morning like everything else does. (laughs) But there was another, another platform that people used to get on with their webcams and have conversations. It was, um, it was a really popular one, but anyway. Oh, that's going to bug me now. (laughs) Well, I'll, I'll think about it and I'll figure that out. But, but the point is that in the culture today, I mean, I deal with, you know, my clients now, we hop on on zoom call. Oh, what was that? Called Skype. 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 Very good. Yes. We were jumping on a Skype call. Now we jump on a Zoom call. But the point is that we don't have to be face to face. You know, you can be right now. We're talking now and you're in the UK and I'm sitting here in Rochester, New York. It's five hours difference, but we're having a conversation. We're recording a podcast. And that was something that most people wouldn't have really thought about over a couple about two years ago and now it's very commonplace i deal with all my clients that way i'm going to be going on a trip up to the adirondacks up to do some hiking in the mountains and when i go up to start hiking as long as i get to a place where there's a wi-fi signal at the cabin that i'm staying at then i can jump on and i could do an interview with a client i can do a meeting i could take an hour and then i can go off and follow those three f's that you laid out before freedom, fun, and fulfillment. And it sounds like you're doing that all. And I'm going to add two more F's to that one. One is family, because you're able to spend more time with your family. And how many of us don't want to spend more time with her? Well, I shouldn't say that because maybe there are some people (laughs) around the holidays. (laughs) Uh, But for the most part, I think most people want to spend time with their families. Usually that's one of those deathbed things that people come out with. I wish I had spent less time at the office and more time with my family. Well, you have the freedom to do that. The other thing is that you need to have permission to give yourself forgiveness for the times that you do get overly busy with your schedule and then you don't take that time off. So it's always important, even if we're working for ourselves, that we schedule time off and just have that downtime because we need that. We need to have downtime. And I think that's where we get very unproductive because we're so stressed. So 
with that challenge that I just brought up, there are other challenges. So I'm curious what some of the challenges that you've been facing since you made this transition. And I know it's been fairly recent for you, but a lot of the challenges are, are fresh. So I'd like to hear what you've experienced. The biggest challenge has been time management. I have to admit that managing my time, fitting everything in, being accountable and being productive, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's it's amazing to think like I used to go to work for eight hours a day and what I would fit in. And I somehow the day can run away with me and I might not have even done two hours work sometimes. Um <laughs> Yeah, I can totally identify with that. I've, I've had that happen. And one of the things that I teach my clients is something it's, it's called the 60-60-30 rule, or sometimes the 60-60-20 rule, where you get, I don't do this with my phone, because when you have your phone with you all the time, you're always tempted to check it. A lot of times we start multitasking and checking our phone, checking our email all the time. And it's better if we set times, specific times to do that. So what I tell people is, okay, let's say you're going to start work at eight o'clock. So you work from eight o'clock until about five minutes of nine. So 55 minutes. And then you take a stretch break for like five minutes. Maybe you go get a drink. Maybe you just get a piece of fruit. I usually have a banana, something. And then I get right back to work and I work for another full hour. But I try to keep those hours uninterrupted where I'm not busy checking my emails. I'm not busy answering phone calls. You know, unless it's an emergency, it can wait. And then I take about a 10 minute break at that point to catch up on that stuff, my emails. And then I take another 20 minutes where I just have downtime. And I try to teach that to my clients. Now, of course, it's easier said than done, but I think it's a great time management tool. And then you just lather, rinse, repeat, like it says on the shampoo bottle. You do the same thing over again for enough for your next uh, two and a half hours. And you find that in those first two hours, you probably get more done than you've gotten done in an eight hour day because you're sitting there working and you're working uninterrupted. So you have to be disciplined enough to do that. I've found that that's a really good strategy, but have you found any other strategies that work well for you? So that sounds very similar to one strategy that I do try to employ, which is called the Pomodoro technique. And one Pomodoro is a period of work followed by a period of rest. So, for example, uh, 25 minutes working followed by a five minute rest period. And then every three or four Pomodoros, you take a longer break for like half an hour or an hour. So I get bad anxiety when I know people have sent me messages and I'm not replying to them. So I find that working in like half hour Pomodoros works quite well for me because it's like I put my phone on airplane mode and put it to the side, work away for 25 minutes. And then I've got that break to um, reply to messages and things. And I'll only reply to what's urgent at that point in time. I will reset a timer for five minutes so I don't end up going down that scroll hole. But I have to admit, I haven't been very good. I went away visiting family again in August for my birthday and I was doing quite well at my time management before then and since coming back my routines all went out the window and I haven't really got them back in place yet. <laughs> yeah it takes a while to get that back. I've done the same thing many times. Uh, let's talk about the calm factor because you know as we're talking right now and that's 
like the title of the podcast, keep calm and quit your job. You just seem very calm and very relaxed. And I know in the beginning, there was probably a bit of anxiety about doing this because it's a huge step. So if there's someone out there listening who maybe they're thinking about changing a job, doing something else, maybe starting their own business, maybe doing something they've always wanted to do, and they're putting it off. What is one tip that you could give someone like that out there to taking that plunge? Think of your life in a year's time and nothing's changed. Does that make you happy? No? Change it. And you know what? Change is scary. It is. like, And the amount of people who wanted to put me back in that box that we talked about and have thrown all the fears at me, which then, you know, three o'clock in the morning when you wake up and you go, oh my God, what have I done? Um, (laughs) Because that's generally when it really tends to hit you, when you're not fully conscious and, you know, you just feel that real anxiety come to you. But the end of the day, you only get one life I was doing night shifts before I went off sick in my job and I oh, I felt so guilty for saying that I'd been signed off sick and that I wasn't going to be coming in you know what in three weeks they got a locum in and they replaced me and life is far too short for a job that can easily replace you what I do now no one can replace me like I'm the only person who can do what I do because I'm one of me you know, and no one else can go out there and do what you do. The world needs your unique gifts that you can give to the world. So think of what you really want to do. Think of what makes you happy, because everybody is always thinking of what makes them happy. And they're really, they're really not that worried. They really aren't. You may get a bit of stick from people. But seriously, when you go and do what makes you happy, it is serving the whole world because you're happier the people around you are going to notice that difference in you I'm sure Tony is noticing the difference in me now between January when I was stressed out to the max I was so anxious I was teetering on the brink of depression and actually the trauma that I suffered from the bullying has given me PTSD and that's been really difficult to deal with But I've taken the time out now. I have the time to prioritise my own mental health. And I'm not willing to let anyone else compromise that again. Where are you compromising yourself right now if you aren't happy? Because you only get one life. Do you want to spend it in a career, in a job that can replace you, that is making you unhappy? No, you don't. I like that you brought up about being replaced because I thought the same thing, you know, when I was leaving my job, because I was very much, you know, I was a person I never called in sick. I went to work every day, always, you know, put in 120%. Just a few months ago, uh, so I had been gone for at least maybe three or four months from the job. And I decided to go back in and visit some of my friends there because you do miss some of the people. I went back in and realized, you know, they've already replaced me. They've already got somebody else doing my job. Everything is going on. Life goes on there without me. It just made me feel like, okay, well, I guess I wasn't that important there. And it's a good kind of enlightenment at the same time. But you said something, the world needs your unique gifts. 
And I think that is so hugely important because we're all given gifts in our life. We're all born with special, unique gifts. And number one, let's let's try to find out what those gifts are and let's start doing them. And you know, if you're in a job and it's holding you back from giving your unique gifts to the world, then you need to find out what those gifts are and you need to shift and you need to get into a career situation where you're doing it. Now, I don't advocate for anybody to just go out and quit your job and to, you know, go on the dole and start collecting, you know, the government money or anything like that. I believe that we need to be self-sufficient because we'll feel better about ourselves. But at the same time, we have these gifts we need to share. Let's go out there. Let's find them. I know you and I, we can work with people and we can help them to find those gifts. Totally, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Have a contingency plan and don't just quit your job and walk out. And I see so many people in um, the coaching business who, you know, I am a very spiritual person and they go, oh, if I quit my job, will the universe catch me? And I'm like, not if you don't have a plan, not if you don't know what you're doing. And the universe isn't suddenly going to give you click its fingers and give you all this knowledge and put a business plan in front of you and bring clients to you if you're not getting out there you're not getting visible you know you don't have a plan whereas for me I've studied a lot of business I studied a lot of social media strategy like I know what I need to do to get my business on track to grow my membership you know being totally honest I don't have it all figured out yet I really don't but I'm on my way I'm working hard and I now have the headspace now I'm away from that job to deal with this I didn't do this in the way I wanted to I really didn't I wanted to have a lot more figured out before I left but things didn't happen that way so yeah I'm working hard behind the scenes and trusting that the universe is going to catch me but I'm taking all the right steps I'm doing all the right actions so don't just quit your job without a contingency plan you know you've got to have a bit of knowledge you've got to have a bit of a a bit of a backup plan but go and do what makes you happy I suppose also the point I want to make is don't use not having it all figured out as an excuse for not doing it okay if you have enough figured out stop making yourself unhappy because you can always find another reason you can always stall for another six months another year and before you know it five years has gone by and you're still in that unhappy job find that sweet spot where you've got enough figured out that you can go and make a success of it, but you don't have to have everything figured out. You don't have to know everything. What I'm thinking about is your headlights on your car when you're driving at night. When you get in your car at night and start driving, you can only see so much in front of you, but you know where you're going. For example, if you're going to go and visit a friend and they live, let's say, 30 minutes away. So you get in your car, and you drive there and you know, know the way to go, but you can only see so far in front of your car with those headlights. And that's kind of how life is. We can only see so far in front of us sometimes. So we have to have faith that we can get the rest of the way. And that's where that plan comes in. We have to make that plan to get there. And a lot of it just involves taking that leap of faith. Yeah, totally, totally. Like I have a plan. I know where I'm going. I know where I want to go. I have enough in me to pivot on that if I have to. 
but you don't have to have it all figured out because also you block yourself then if you're so rigid in your planning you do really block yourself so have the next few steps figured out you know make sure you've got enough coming in and yeah go take that leap of faith go do something that makes you happy because I tell you what every time I get those wobbles and I think oh god what have I done it's like but I was so unhappy and now I get to I don't even set an alarm these days now I don't have to get up to an alarm anymore unless it's like a real rare occurrence and I get up every day I make my coffee I take it to my gazebo outside which I call my zen den I listen to some affirmations an affirmation recording that I've got and I write my gratitudes and I sit and read a book that's just the best way to start my day And I absolutely love doing that. Why would I want to give that up? I don't want to give that up. So I'm going to work hard to make sure that doesn't happen. Ah, Yes, that sounds like a beautiful way to start the day. I don't start my day with the alarm clock either. I get up and I find that I get up at a reasonable time and I have my morning routine that I do every morning. Everything falls into place. Another thing that I like to do is after I've done the rejuvenation type things, you know, like you just talked about being able to enjoy some quiet time, reading a little bit, getting some motivation in it, in doing your gratitudes and that uh, maybe some meditation at that point. Then when I sit down at my desk to start to work, the very first thing that I like to do is I write down something that I have been putting off or something that I've been avoiding. And I try to do that first thing because you get that done, you get that out of your way, and then you can start doing some of the other things. So that is something that I've incorporated into my daily schedule. And it's very freeing, I guess, because you will, if you don't do that thing right away, it'll be in the back of your mind and you'll be dreading it all day. And then you'll find that you'll start taking your time on the things that you enjoy because you're trying to put this one thing off. So get out there and do it right away. So that's another tip that I can give. Is there anything that you have planned in the future that you've always wanted to do that you're just putting off? Travel more. I really want to travel more. Obviously, that hasn't been possible the last 18 months, but it hasn't been possible for my entire life because of finances and time and external factors. And I'm really looking forward to not having to worry about those things anymore. You know, I finally want to get my house sorted. It seems like a constant nemesis. It always seems a mess. And like there's always another decorating job or DIY job to do. And I'm finally, finally looking forward to actually getting on track with everything and just just living life on my terms how I want to. That's a big step, living life on your own terms. And when you can start doing that, you find that life really does happen for you and not to you. Yes, definitely, definitely. And the other thing I would say that I've noticed about being self-employed, so uh, a word of warning, if you will, is that it can be quite lonely. It can be quite lonely. And, you know, I've gone from working with, well, in a hospital lab with 20 other people in my direct department, but probably best part of 100 people, you know, around the lab. And all of a sudden, I'm at home all day with my two cats and my partner when it's his day off. You know, it's been a massive change. And at first, I really needed that. At first, I needed that solitude, that quiet, that time to regroup. But now, 
I'm starting to feel not necessarily lonely but just that I miss the human company so I'm starting to put a lot more plans in place and starting to do a lot more and I would just kind of say if you know you are looking at being self-employed make those plans before you get to this point. One of the things that I do is I take at least two days a week and I spend some of my time in a coffee shop somewhere. Now, mm. depending on where you are in the world, some of these places are still under some type of lockdown. But I think most places right now, at least as we're, when we're recording this, are uh, starting to open up. So I will go into a coffee shop and I don't bring my laptop because I find laptops are there's just something not very personal about when you're sitting there staring at a laptop. But I'll bring some of my notes and I'll bring uh, maybe a journal with me and I'll just sit down and I'll go through those papers and I'll interact with people. And I've gotten into some really interesting conversations and that takes care of a lot of that interaction because I think we're social people, whether you're introverted or extroverted, you're still a social person and we're not meant to be alone. So it is good to get out there and to have some interaction. And I think that does spark that. Last couple of things that I was going to ask have to do with what is uh, in the future. I know you talk about the book launch and if people want to be able to get those copies of your book, what would they do to uh, sign up for that? That's a good question. Search for Scene. It's a book collaboration by Kat Massey and it's going to be available on Amazon. Um, you can follow me on Facebook. I will have all the details on that as and when they come available. Okay. And how do we follow you on Facebook? What's the best way? You can find me, Alison D, D-double-E. Okay. So I'm yellow. My profile picture's got yellow around it. <laughs> Why yellow? Why yellow? It's my brand color because it's positive, happy, and sunny. Positive, happy, and sunny. All right. And of course, people would reach you the same way if they were interested in reaching out with you. Now, you also mentioned that you have a, a group program that is uh, that you're running right now. Tell me a little bit more about that before we close out. Yeah, so I have a membership and it's called the Positive Mindset VIP Tribe. So my group is the Positive Mindset Tribe, all about building positive mindset and having that safe space. Because you know what? When you want to start stepping into this space where you're building a more positive mindset and it can feel a bit difficult and a bit different and it's, you know, out of the norm from what you know, it's really nice to be surrounded by that safe tribe of people who are on the same journey who understand and who are going to lift and support you the vip tribe is for people who want to take that to the next level they actually want to understand the workings of the mind and they want to move forward and understand how to create their dream life on their terms and i created it as a membership instead of a group program because I saw a lot and I felt it myself as well. When people are doing group programs or one-to-one -one programs, when that ends, the accountability and support ends. And I see so many people then almost falling off the cliff and they don't know how to move forward. They hit a bit of a roadblock, they have a wobble and they don't feel like they have anywhere to go to move forward. So I specifically created it as a membership. So you have that ongoing accountability and support to keep you going. And, you know, the majority of my ladies who joined me back in December last year are still with me. So it's coming up to a year now since I started that, which is just incredible and so exciting. 
And this whole thing has been very exciting. I am just so happy and grateful that you are able to do this now. You took that leap of faith. You were able to keep calm and quit your job. And now you're pursuing the things that you've always wanted to, and you're going after fun, freedom, and fulfillment, and giving the world your unique gifts. So, Allison, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. And we will definitely have you back because there are so many things that we can talk about. Oh, there are. There are. But thank you so much for having me today, Tony. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And if you're out there in the world and you're striving and you'd like to start thriving with your life, find those things that my guest talked about today, freedom, fun, and fulfillment. Reach out, download my free ebook, Strive to Thrive, and you can start working on that purposely positive life.